It's Marrow Sports Worldwide. It's a Wednesday today. It is Soccer Night. Uh, hashtag MSW on social media. Three minutes to go in the Cape Town City Kaiser Chiefs game. It is still Kaiser Chiefs 1, Cape Town City 2. In the other match, Super Sport United also playing at home but trailing uh, Lamontville Golden Arrows. It is 1 0 to Arrows, which means if the game ends this way, Arrows are back to number two on the table behind Mobility Sundowns and Amazulu. Uh, then third is technically there. So that's how it is going to be. Uh, so Cape Town City, not much in terms of position, uh, but they will claw uh, their way with regards to the points, knocking ever so close uh, to the very same Supersport United uh, who are trailing uh, Lamontville Golden Arrows as we speak. We'll tell you about the Glad Africa Championship as well a little bit later on, though. But phew, I don't even know how to describe this week, how it's been. Uh, when they say that um, what 24 hours is a very long time, uh, you know, they're talking about what has happened in front of our eyes, your eyes, my eyes, everybody else that loves football, uh, especially European football. Now, from 12 rebel clubs who formed uh, that whole clique uh, to six of them falling by the wayside at the blink of an eye. That's how quickly it unraveled last night. Could be more. I don't even know how many are left. Tough to keep up with these things. It's been a spectacular collapse of the so-called European Super League uh, before it even got underway. And if anybody ever thought that they own football, it was a very quick reaction in terms of that ownership. They found out very harshly that this game belongs to the fans. The fans might be locked up because of COVID and haven't seen football from a grandstand in an entire year, but they still own the game from their homes. I mean, there are people who make it what it is, the fans. And if COVID-19 didn't show them that the game needs fans, the past 24 hours certainly did. And sanity, I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, has seemingly prevailed. The club, as club bosses are left with that nasty and very smelly egg on their collective faces. And before we speak to our guests... Um, I, w- I wanted to take you back to what Andre Agnelli had to say, but let's hold on in terms of that. We'll play it straight after we chat to AP's global sports correspondent. That's Rob Harris, who joins me on the line. Uh, Rob, thank you so much for your time. Good evening and welcome. Good evening. Uh, yeah, whirlwind, as I say. Where do we stand right now? Have more clubs fallen by the wayside? Yeah, good evening. I'm actually at Tottenham's ground ahead of their match tonight against Southampton, a club that should have been expected to be a Super League club at the start of the week. Obviously, now completely out of that, and a project is just completely imploded. Incredibly, although all six English clubs did withdraw yesterday in a storm of criticism, amazingly, some of the clubs are still trying to keep the project alive, although they've accepted it is basically dead for now. Juventus, AC Milan, Inter Milan, you know, they're... Um, saying that, you know, although it's unviable because English teams, that they still want to revisit it. And it shows that they think uh, there's a way of reforming the project. And that will particularly anger UEFA because UEFA did welcome the return to the fold of the English clubs last night and welcome them back. And what you're seeing from the Italian and Spanish clubs is that they are not giving up on their revolutionary ways and breaking from the Champions League potentially with their own competition. But that's going to leave them pretty much isolated. How much real competitive uh, football, Rob, can be played? Yeah, there might be big names, but then it gets tiring after a while of the same thing. Yeah, I don't think a league of uh, 
maybe half a dozen teams is going to work. Uh, they'd be uh, have to play each other many, many times through the year. So, yeah, I mean, it is completely hard and impossible to see them succeed now because they don't have the English clubs. And without the English clubs, no Super League is possible. And as it stands now, also, there's the assessment over just what happens to the English clubs who did rebel, who, who were trying to break the system. And you've seen a day of chat and apologies starting with the Liverpool owner, John Henry, this morning on a video. And tonight, in the last hour, the Manchester United co-owner, Joel Glazer, penning a letter to fans, accepting they didn't fully respect the structures of English football and the things that fans so like, the pyramid system, promotion, relegation. And it was a sort of complete disregard uh, of supporters and the traditions of English football and that's why we even saw the government here threatening to intervene to legislate to block the English clubs joining the Super League and when you when you talk about that and there you are at the Tottenham as well as Southampton game for later on tonight and, and obviously Spurs were in the news with Jose Mourinho exiting and initially we had been told that um, he uh, well he was fired because he refused to take the team for training because he was against the Super League whatever it was that was true maybe you've established and you might establish for us what that is what's the feeling around there because you saw with the Chelsea fans they didn't really bother whether or not to the allowed at the stadium they went to make a statement and they did what's happening at Tottenham well there are some protests outside the ground they aren't as significant in numbers as we saw at Stamford Bridge last night there are banners and posters calling for the exit of chairman Daniel Levy and for the ownership group that doesn't seem likely they're not going to be forced out by this and we're seeing though that sense of the discontent that is perhaps lingering around a club that was in the Champions League final in 2019 but has gone into decline taking that decision to remove Maurizio Pochettino in November of 2019 that gamble to hire Jason Mourinho and uh, we've seen many of the familiar traits of him return over the last few months the infighting the ostracising certain players and then the inevitable firing perhaps the timing of surprise people coming just days before a League Cup final against Manchester City on Sunday but um, you know, when you assess it, it does not seem connected at all in any way to the Super League announcement. And I'm surprised in some ways that he didn't seek to use that as, as a way of getting out. He could have tried to claim a moral high ground, the fact he was defending the, the, um, the principles of football by sticking, by, by being angry with Spurs for um, joining the Super League. But no, it, it seems like it was purely a, uh, a decision by uh, Daniel Levy to instigate a necessary change, perhaps try to save the final week of the season. So, so, so he must have seen something that was of concern enough that meant such a change was necessary. And now we have, in the next few minutes, kicking off, the youngest ever Premier League manager of a team will be taking charge, 29-year-old Ryan Mason. And on Sunday, this inexperienced coach who's come from Tottenham's academy will be taking on Pep Guardiola at Wembley in the cup final. I mean, it's an incredible story that has uh, unfolded then. I know that with the bit of noise that we're picking up from the background, uh, a lot of our, our listeners are asking, Rob, whether there are fans uh, that are, are allowed at the stadium inside the ground now in the UK, or is it just uh, literally the audio sound that's uh, being played out and beamed out at the venue? Well, no fans here tonight, no fans at any Premier League games until the final week of the season next month. 
But on Sunday, I did have that unique experience. I was at Wembley for the first crowd at a football stadium all year. The first crowd actually at Wembley allowed in in almost 14 months. Uh, that was part of the test in terms of assessing the procedures for the safe return of fans for the Leicester-Southampton FA Cup semi-final. And um, yes, we had um, a, a fair sizable number of fans in there. The fact we did have the um, the 4,000. So it was, um, you know, it was... Um, that the start of some normality returning in the sense that everyone had to be tested to, to get in to show a negative test, so did we as journalists. And um, it was nice to see an atmosphere back and to hear that crowd. Again, perhaps not the best of games, but as things stand, the pandemic situation is easing. Incredibly, Boris Johnson held a pandemic press conference yesterday, his first in almost two weeks because government business was on hold after the death of Prince Philip. And all the health journalists who are asking questions about Boris Johnson about the pandemic latest also had to ask a second question about the Super League because it was such a big story, this Super League, that it was reaching the top levels of government uh, concern. And then just a final one, Rob. As far as FIFA is concerned, what do we read of them? Do they walk out of here uh, after the Super League uh, shenanigans have played themselves out and UEFA as well? Do we see a more united UEFA and FIFA? Or will it be pretty much back to how things were before, but at least they would have united in making sure that this big animal uh, that was threatening the game didn't happen? Many and unanswered questions. What happens to those previously powerful figures in the UEFA world, Andrea Agnelli, the Juventus chairman who quit the Expo, and various others who were involved? Do they, are they brought back into the fold? Are they able to regain their influence? Are they listened to? Or do they have to take some time? Are they quite chastened in terms of what they can say and do? On the FIFA front, there are still many uncertainties over just what really was their position on this Super League. There was not a damning criticism of the breakaway. And perhaps one reason for that is because, of course, across Africa, they're looking at this Super League there, aren't they? Which is competing with the CAF Champions League. So FIFA is sort of claimed to be vaguely against this European project. Well, trying to inject itself into introducing absolutely similar across Africa. And people are always sort of in the shadows linked to this Super League in terms of non-denied conversations involving Infantino and Perez about breakaways. Incredible stuff. Uh, Rob, do enjoy yourself. Uh, I can hear a, a vibrant atmosphere, even minus uh, the fans there. AP's uh, global sports correspondent joining us all the way through uh, from the UK. That is Rob Harris. You can follow him on social media, on Twitter, with all of the breaking news. And uh, great to have him at um, at the venue that the Hotspur uh, Stadium, that's Tottenham Hotspur, up against Southampton tonight. Uh, you know, the team sheets are out. And I can tell you uh, that there is no sign of uh, what was said to have been an injured uh, Harry Kane. So it's a front line really of Son. It is Bale starting the game. Uh, Lucas Mora is also in that starting lineup. Uh, but the likes of Dombele, uh, Raguan, all of them uh, in that lineup. So it's going to be an interesting game to try and see.